welcome to this, this episode of Special Unit 352, or SU-352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so dang much that we wanted to talk about it all the time, so we decided to record it. Today, we're going to be talking about the fifth episode of Andor, The Axe Forgets. But first, Peyton, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, considering this is our third episode recording in a row. No bathroom um, breaks. <laughs> well, you had, a, you had a water break, my friend. <laughs> yes, I technically went to the bathroom and got a cup of water. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so no news, as usual. Ooh, actually, uh, oh. I, uh, I got an email while we've been recording all of these. Uh, uh-huh. That Saberforge just restocked a lot of uh, their wrapped versions of their lightsaber hilts so if you've uh-huh. ever wanted to get a specific hilt from them but you wished you that it had a leather wrap as uh as a part of the uh-huh. grip now would be the time to do it oh, okay well um we're not sponsored ma- yet saber no. hit us up yeah yeah send me some send us some free lightsabers or come and take my hilt away and i will glad I will gladly review any lightsaber that is sent to me. This is a this is a a letter out to every every builder, every filler, everyone that has ever stuffed a burrito on the lightsaber custom lightsabers page. If you send it, I will make so much content with it and send it all tag you in it every step of the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. So And if I well, have the I'm money, not- I'll send it back. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I have no news, except I probably didn't mention that after a lot of back and forth, um, I did end up going to Epcot for Epcot's 40th anniversary. Freaking, freaking line from Soren. Okay, you know where Soren is, and then you know where, you know where the creation shop is? Yeah. There was a freaking line for merch from Soren all the way to the creation shop. Oh my god. All for merch, figment plushies, um, yeah, figment, real big thing over there, um, making a figment movie too, apparently. Really? Uh, yeah, um, okay, I'm not a figment fan, (laughs) but, hey, we are a Stab Boys podcast, we're not a Disney podcast, well, technically we are, but we're not. Uh, we are a Star Wars podcast, and Star Wars happens to be owned by the mouse. That's that's different. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I got your intellectual property. Uh-huh. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's, let's open go. it up. Yep. <laughs> let's light Box? this candle. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you uh, doing? Uh, it's a it's a thing from the uh the boys. Uh, yeah. You, <laughs> okay, I was going to say, don't light no black flame candles, Max. <laughs> Thank you, Max, for that marvelous introduction. <laughs> uh, Alright, let's go back and do this on, episode. On Coruscant, a despondent Cyril Karn uh, spends a long time Every scene oh. that he is in, he's getting yelled at by his mom. 
and she is not nice and she is gaslighting no, and manipulating and is disgusting to disgusting and honestly triggering to watch like genuinely made me uncomfortable because mm-hmm. sh- she's she's uh, you know how in the Harry Potter universe, the reason why everyone in the Harry Potter fandom, the reason why everyone hates, uh, what's her name? Umbridge? Umbridge. More than they hate, uh, Bellatrix? Not Bellatrix, uh, but Voldemort. Because, mm-hmm. like, Voldemort encapsulates, like, big, scary, lofty, evil goals. Umbridge, yeah. Umbridge is evil in a real-life, walk-down-the-street kind of way. And that's what I don't like about Edie Karn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edie Karn is gaslighty and triggery and, like, manipulative and mean. Mm-hmm. In like a like a real person, not a mustache twirling villain, I can easily distract myself from, right? Kind of way. Mm-hmm. Do you think Cyril will actually like? Do you think he would have it in him to actually kill his brother? I I know this is a pretty dark topic right here, but I don't think he would. No. I think if he finally snapped, he would, but I don't think he's going to snap. I think he's going to try to bounce back and and capture Andor. It's either he's going he's gonna to snap, go on a rampage, go and bounce back, try and capture Andor, and turn to the rebel cause. Now that would be a fun, interesting turn of events. If Cyril was so so vengeful against the Empire for taking away his corporation that he would be willing to join the Rebellion. That's interesting. I'd never thought of that. (laughs) Do you want to make a prediction on that? Do you think that's going to (laughs) happen? I don't know. Anything is possible. I'm going to say 50-50. I don't think you can owe me any more beers. Uh, I'll take that bet. That seems interesting. This is an interesting bet. All right. I think... Uh... Yeah. I got, I like, I, that's a whole new <laughs> can of worms. Wow. My brain can't wrap my head around that. <laughs> Else, right. Elsewhere on Aldani, getting back to it, uh, yeah, Clam uh, awakes in his hut to find ev- his, all of his stuff missing. Outside, he finds Skeen has searched his weapons under the orders of Vel Sartha. Uh, Skeen surmises that Clem fled in a hurry and asks about his arm. Skeen notices a weapon belonging to uh, a corporate, a corpo, but Ander is unwilling to provide the name. He said, "I didn't." Wait, catch so. Scheme took Andor's stuff on the orders of Vel. Yes. Okay, I did not catch that. I thought he just did it just to be a little shit. But... No. Uh, no, he said, she asked me to double check that you were going to blow us up in your in our sleep. Even after Lupin, like, vouched for him, yep. technically? Absolutely. Okay. 
Um, Skeen also shows uh, uh, points at tattoos on his body because he's shirtless because this is the kind of character that doesn't uh, wear shirts often. Uh, I can get behind that, honestly. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the first one is called uh, it is symbolize it symbolizes the crate head. Uh, so it's um your your jail. It's the jail by the look of it. Um, mm -hmm. claim to serve. Uh, Cassian says that he served time in the Sipo Youth Center, recognized its meaning. The rest Hang of the up, man, there's something wrong with my freaking AC. It's like I'm it's not getting cold in my house at all. It's not in my in my room. It's like all on the front end, dude. Weird. It's hotter than a tattooing desert. Alright. Let's keep it going. The tattoo showed, I don't know if it described it to you, is a hexagon shape with a crescent moon in the center of it. Um, it did not. And there is like a barcode uh, beneath it. And oh, it did. Yeah, it did describe the barcode, yes. Okay. And it, uh, and the new, over the numerical barcode on. Uh, the Arabesh initials KH, uh, crate head. Uh, it is, uh, Skeen says that he served time in a SIPO youth center. Uh, says, and he says that the, that no one else recognized it. Um, he shows another tattoo, uh, that's, that Ander says, uh, by the hand describes it as by the hand, which and uh, Skeen uh, apparently by the hand, the crate head was uh, jail, and by the hand was his uh, like his dog tags, essentially. Yeah. Uh, Clem tells Skeen that he went to a SIPO youth center at the age of 13 where he spent three years. Uh, Skeen is skeptical of Clem's backstory, stating that the axe forgets, but the tree remembers. Ander surmises that Skeen joined Vel's rebel band to seek revenge. Uh, Andor says that he is he was sent to help and admits that he's not a team player. Yeah, he really isn't. Which is not a bad thing so far. No. Not unless um, he wants to keep pushing his buttons. Yeah. Which he does later in this episode. Back in Mon Mothma's home, uh, Mothma's having breakfast with her husband and daughter Leda. Perrin and Leda. Mothma has made arrangements for the driver, Chloris, to take Leda to her morning class. Leda reveals that her dad will be taking her to uh, to school since she doesn't have an early class. Mothma orders Leda to get her coat, but her daughter refuses to play her role in her mother's plan. Leda accuses her mother of using her for her own agenda. Like, you don't have to pretend like you're here and participating. Like, again, 
this is a very triggering episode for me. Oh my goodness. Like this is some dark stuff. It is. It's very and it's like very real life sad stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, they blew up a planet. Like, um, my brain can't wrap my head around that. But I can remember, but I can see a parent, uh, a child who is so disappointed in their parent not being around that they're bitter and they're, and they're conniving. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's really disheartening as a parent. Mm -hmm. Um, Mothma says, well, thanks for all of the support. And leaves breakfast early. Uh, back on the ranch. Sorry, Zoe's coughing a lot. Uh, back on Aldani, Karis serves Andor some dre milk for breakfast. Uh, what? Dre. D-R-A-Y. Hmm. Dre milk is uh, a multi-horned they glued two more sets of horns on some goats and was like, there, now it's a space goat. Oh my gosh. Give me, give me real aliens. Give, give me, me some real We had more interesting aliens in the background of Obi-Wan. Live action, yeah. full prosthetic, like... Yeah. Man, just see that's what that's the kind of crap I'm talking about. That's what it feels like. It feels like they took a regular story and they glued some things on it and they're like, there, now because it's in space, it's now a it's now a Star Wars story. I don't it's rubbing no. me the wrong way. No, and they've barely even shown like a TIE fighter or anything. That that was another complaint that my friend had that they didn't have a TIE fighter. Any any TIE fighters. And we finally get one in like this episode for like a couple seconds. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Oof. So, uh, he quickly, he promptly pours it out. Um, Nemec says that he is trying to lessen their dependence on imperial technology before talking about freedom. Skeen thinks that Nemec is obsessed with ideas and philosophy. Nemec goes on to talk about the imperial thought machine concealing atrocities. Uh, Skeen asks Clem for his input, but Ander is not in a chatty mood. Nemec goes on to talk about reconciling technology with freedom. Uh, Terramin Barsona summons Clem for a meeting in his hut. When Nemec asks Screen for if he distrusts Clem, Screen uh, replies that he doesn't trust him. Uh, Vel and Barsona asks Ander about how much weight their escape ship can carry. Ander realizes they don't know how to get the payrolls out of the Imperial base. Barsona asks Clem how he would input the weight. Using his knowledge of machinery, Ander explains that there is a load clutch which has information on the weight. Ander insists on flying the ship carrying the stolen payrolls. Outside, Terraman uses the hill and surrounding forest to describe the layout of an, of the Imperial base. Now, I like this scene mm-hmm. because I don't trust that Andor knows that. 
that really felt, that felt like a bluff. Huh? That felt like an Andor bluff. That felt like a you don't know what this is. Well, then of course it's right here. And then when prompted, like, well, why isn't it in the manuals? He's like, well, it's a it's a custom job. Yeah, I I don't think he actually knows. Okay, that's interesting. I did not pick up on that one. Yeah, but they don't have a better option, and he no. seems to be he seems to know what he's doing. He is doing to these rebels what he said he did to the Imperials. Mm-hmm. Just act like you belong. You act know? like you belong. Yep. Uh and Uh, meanwhile, on Ferrix, uh, the ISP Bureau Lieutenant uh, Supervisor Blevin watches as workers clear damage caused by the fighting during the Ferrix incident. Captain Venice Tigo is clearing out uh, guests and furniture from a hotel, uh, which the ISB has re requisitioned as their new headquarters. Tigo asks if he can be made a prefect. Blevin responds that he can wear a ball gown if all he care for all he cares. And it needs <laughs> to be up and running by tomorrow. Uh Terraman drills Clem and three other male uh uh the rest of the male party uh holding blasters as Imperial soldiers. And Andor observes that Skeen is left-handed and suggests that the changing the position of his blaster. The rest of the team are right-handed. Tamarin reluctantly agrees to switch. Um, Cinta sights an approaching TIE fighter. They scramble. Uh, uh, there's... There's not a lot going on. No. Uh, meanwhile, Dedra Miro walks past Blevin and several aides discussing plans for an upcoming conference. Later, Miro gets an att gets attendant Hirt uh, to search the Imperial ledgers. He says that everything is spotless. Uh, Miro admits that she does not know what she is doing. However, Hirt assures her that they are onto something. He notices a stole he stolen items from Kessel Fondor. Targeting consoles from Jakku, proton warheads from Base K, and the Starpath unit from the Steerguard Naval Yard. Miro and Hirt deduce that the rebels are spreading out their thefts in an attempt to make their attacks appear more random. It is too random to be random. I like that a lot. They are smart. Mm -hmm. In a very cool, interesting way to watch. It's fun. Okay. Um, meanwhile, uh, Clem and his rebel allies uh, travel towards the base. During their travels, uh, Vel gets Clem to repeat the various stages and signals associated with their planned heist. Andor asks why they are relying on an Imperial lieutenant. Vel explains that Gorn fell in love with a local Donnie woman and lost his promotion. He also lost the woman, which caused him to lose his taste for the Empire. She adds that everyone has their own personal rebellion. I like that a lot. 
that is very reminiscent of many lines in uh many lines in the sequels Ugh. I like that they're trying I like that they're trying okay all right while they're while the rebel band is resting, Skeen ambushes Clem and cuts off uh, the kyber crystal off his neck, which he observes is made from sky kyber. Uh, Skeen accuses Clem of hiding his past uh, one of my, with saying one of my favorite lines and makes the most sense. Why would you bring a treasure to a robbery? Make it make sense, Vel. So good. So good. Nemec spots a ship approaching from the valley. Vel orders them to pack up and tells Skeen to, turn, to return the stone. Skeen reluctantly complies. Nemec reports that the ship is approaching from the garrison, is approaching the garrison, which helps calm the situation. Andor admits that he is a mercenary. When Terraman questions Vel, she tells him that, uh, the, the premise was either they include Clem or to call, or we have to call off the mission. Skeen thinks that they should have called off the mission earlier. Ander says that he's only willing to take the risk with the mission because of the money. When he suggests that they are afraid, Skeen counters that maybe Clem is afraid. Ander replies that there is a difference between being afraid and losing one's nerve. If they bail out, he tells them not to use him as an excuse. I like that a lot. It means he's, he's, bought, he's bought in. Mm -hmm. After Cinta confirms that she is unaware, Vel decides to hold off discussing Clem's past until after the mission. Approaching the Aldani Imperial base, Skeen observes that the Imperial base resembles Nemec's model. And Nemec's like, yeah, I've been here for like seven months. Um... Vel tells them they need to get a fire up at the base. Lieutenant Gorn uh, spots the rebels' fire. Skeen tells Clem that the Empire killed his brother. He explains that an Imperial prefect flooded his brother's land. In despair, his brother committed suicide by filling his pockets with stones and jumping into a river. Skeen says that this is what motivated his hatred of the Empire. That's dark. Yeah, this is a dark... This doesn't feel Empire. This feels like Game of Thrones, but in space. Hey man, brother. This is definitely what HBO would have done with Star Wars. When Andor asks what his brother was growing, Skeen asks that his brother said his bro he was growing pepper trees, which had lived for centuries. Skeen says this is as close to an apology that he'll be getting, and Andor says that's more than enough. <laughs> I also like as a theater nerd, I really like the long pause, and then Ander asks about what his brother grew. It shows that Ander was listening, actively listening, and is taking in all the information without saying thank you. He is at, he is prompting more information from him. Vel tells Andor that Tamarin uh, will now be in charge of the mission. Vel says that she will reunite with them the following night if the mission succeeds. Uh, Tamron asks Andor if he can accept his leadership, which Andor accepts. The rebel, the rebels get to work. 
And back at, back at Galactic Antiquities and Objects of Interest, Luthen Rail waits to hear for a transmission on his twin transmitter. Transmitter? Oh, wow. It's will we wait. Um, his assistant, Clea, tells him that he's been waiting for over an hour and tells him to switch it off. Rail confides that he is worried about the mission and recruiting Andor. Rail thinks that he took a risk in including Andor for the Eldani mission. Since they have clients tomorrow, they decide to close up shop for the night. Either way, it's going to be done in the morning. The end. Awesome. So, uh, predictions for episode six. Finally. I, I'm glad you pointed out that they haven't named the engineer. Yeah. I mean, it's a long shot that it could be Krennic. At Wait. This Wait. I mean, I know that Krennic is part of the engineering. Unless Moff Gideon was an engineer. What if it isn't well. a payroll? Huh? What if it isn't a payroll? What are you talking about? Are you saying it may be something else entirely? Luthen has lied a lot. What do you think? It, okay, if it's not a payroll, what do you think it could be? What if it's this? What if it's the Death Star plans, oh, and God. they fail? Are you saying? But they don't know anything about a Death Star. Oh, that's true. They don't. They only know about that because of. Uh, or so. Yeah, you're and, right. I mean, and I mean, I suppose there wouldn't be rumors just yet because, because I mean, it's not a fl full-on rebellion yet either. No, no, no. And that's ours. I just, I just can't wrap my head around the fact that like they're gonna get the Empire's receipts, and that's gonna be a big blow. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I might flip my, my gasket if it is the Death Star plans. Because it, it, it can't be the Death Star plans. Because no. only Leia had the Death Star plans. And she only got those from Jyn Erso. Correct. Now, this could be plans for something entirely different. Um, I mean, as far as I know, the Death Star is not even in, no, in known space right now. Yeah. I mean, I think it's somewhere in the galaxy. It's not near Actually, can you research that where 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 is the Death Star right now? What year are we? 5 5 years before the Battle of Yavin, so 5 BBY. I'm not seeing it. Okay. Then let's let's leave the Death Star out of this for now. I I would rather if there's any mention of the Death Star, not by name, but by 
any like rumor, it's not going to be until season two. What if it's hmm? what if it's other projects like Project War Mantle or something well, else? War Mantle's already passed. What is War Mantle? What are you are you dead serious? Did yeah, you forget. Did you forget? No, like yeah. Project War Mantle was like enlisting a million people to be stormtroopers. Yes, apparently so. And filtering out the old clones. Yes, that's what Project War, uh, War Mantle was. I don't know why they had to name it. Like, I have no. Uh, Palpatine loves having big, goofy names for projects, bro. Yeah, he is pretty pretentious. That's it. Yeah. Comes with the, <laughs> it comes with the territory. Yeah. So, is that it? Do we have any more thoughts, or do we want to leave this subject be? I think that's it. All right. Thank you so Let's... much for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we have a Facebook page at Social Unit 352. We have an Instagram and a Twitter at SU352Podcast. And the the art for all of those, as well as uh, everywhere we show up, was made by, uh, wonderfully made by Jake at Gin and Tonic on Instagram. Uh, hey, Peyton, what is our email address? Our email address is specialunit352 at gmail.com. Please email us your thoughts. And if you think, whether or not you think this is really a payroll robbery, or you think there's something else going on. All right. Please rate and review, like, fave, share, subscribe, all that nonsense uh, from <laughs> every app you see us on. And that will help us show up in so many algorithms. We look forward to talking with you guys next week. Soon. And as Peyton always says, May the force be with you. <laughs>